I'm Abby Hornacek. This is Tucker Carlson. And I'm Jessica Tarlov. This is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, July 8th, 2020. I'm Trey Yanks. With new coronavirus cases continuing in Egypt, reports indicate the government is arresting those trying to bring attention to the situation. For political reasons on what the U.S. government um, and other observers believe are unfounded charges, and these people are detained, convicted, and, uh, and locked up and held in really unacceptable detention. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. A new report says Egyptian authorities are arresting journalists and doctors who are trying to bring attention to the gravity of the coronavirus outbreak in the country. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Amy Hawthorne, the deputy director for research at the Project on Middle East Democracy. Starting first in Israel, that is getting hit hard by a second wave of COVID-19 with more than a thousand new daily cases. This week, the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, decided to shut down bars, gyms, and event halls once again as new cases have started to spike. Benny Gantz, who serves as the Israeli Defense Minister and future Prime Minister under the current government coalition agreement, announced today that he has gone into isolation after coming into contact with a COVID-19 positive person. Now to Turkey that has reported more than 200,000 total cases of coronavirus. The country is still reporting more than 1,000 new daily cases, but the death toll in Turkey remains uniquely low at just over 5,000 people. The reasons for this are likely based on reporting standards that vary from country to country. The Turkish government says the city of Istanbul accounts for more than half of the active COVID-19 cases in the country. Finally, in Egypt, there are more than 77,000 confirmed cases of COVID-19. Egypt is also reporting nearly 3,500 deaths, though experts warn the true numbers may be much higher. Despite resuming some international flights last week and promoting tourism, it's still unclear how under control the coronavirus outbreak is in Egypt. The lack of clear information reportedly has to do with government crackdowns in media and activism. What we know so far is that the government of uh, President Abdel Fattah Hassisi, which is generally very intolerant of dissent and criticism. This is Amy Hawthorne the deputy director for research at the Project on Middle East Democracy. Is now targeting uh, health workers, medical workers, and journalists, and ordinary citizens who are speaking out about their fears and concerns about the government's handling of the coronavirus. And these people are mostly speaking out online. And we have confirmed reports that at least 10 doctors and six journalists have been arrested uh, since February for uh, apparently for criticizing the, uh, the government's handling of the coronavirus. I found it interesting when we talked before about the numbers coming out of Egypt. Experts such as yourself said it was hard to determine just how bad this pandemic had gotten within Egypt's borders because of the lack of information that's coming out specifically in the media. Now we're seeing the arrest of even medical professionals. It seems like it's a step further for the regime. What's your take on how far the government of Abdel Fattah el-Sisi is willing to go to ensure that information that makes his government look bad does not get released? We've seen that he's willing to go very far. He is a pretty ruthless dictator who likes to exercise firm control and bring kind of a military-style rule to Egypt. We've seen that since he's been in power uh, for the past uh, seven years. But with this coronavirus, 
uh, this pandemic is posing a real challenge for Egypt, as it is for, for governments and countries around the world, of course. Um, there have been uh, a lot of reports that their government hasn't provided enough uh, protective gear for health workers. There's been a very limited testing regime that uh, doctors and nurses are being put in difficult situations, uh, having to work in hospitals where they feel that uh, their life is threatened, as uh, their health is threatened and their life is threatened. I think what, what we see is that this coronavirus is posing a new set of challenges for Sisi. Uh, the doctors and medical workers who are speaking out about uh, what they see as a very bungled and mismanaged uh, handling of this by the government, these are the very people who the government needs to rely on as the frontline workers to, to, treat, to treat Egyptians who become infected with the virus. So we see that uh, Sisi is actually willing to have his regime go after these very people, uh, disappear them, lock them up, and in some cases charge them with very serious crimes uh, rather than uh, letting them uh, speak out freely. Absolutely. I know that a lot of your research and focus is on human rights in the region. And I wanted to ask you what tools the Middle East and the international community have when it comes to trying to change Egyptian behavior when we're seeing what appear to be direct and objective violations of human rights? This is a great question. The Egyptian regime, even under Mubarak, uh, the, the previous ruler before the January 2011 revolution, was uh, very sensitive to criticism from the outside world. The Egyptian government uh, traditionally has reacted uh, very, very badly to outside criticism and has been very, very prickly and defensive about its human rights record on the one hand. On the other hand, because Egypt is a country that really depends on foreign aid, economic investment, um, weapons, military support from countries around the world. We do see that behind the scenes, the Egyptian government sometimes is responsive to pressure from important allies such as the United States. We do find that when the U.S. government speaks publicly and puts you know, makes consistent efforts behind the scenes to raise concerns with uh, Egyptian authorities. Sometimes we do see that the Egyptian uh, regime is sort of grudgingly responsive. And, and I would note that another problem that we've seen in Egypt in the human rights sphere, which is new, this didn't happen under the regime of Hosni Mubarak, is American citizens being arrested by the Egyptian regime for political reasons on what the U.S. government um, and other observers believe are unfounded charges. And these people are detained, convicted, and, uh, and locked up and held in really unacceptable detention. Uh, so we've seen the Trump administration make a steady effort to gain the safe release of some of these American citizens. And so I want to you know, commend the Trump administration for those efforts. I think it's actually very important that they uh, act on behalf of American citizens who are wrongly imprisoned. And this shows that the Egyptian government sometimes can be responsive to pressure from important allies. But of course, uh, although the well-being of American citizens should be our first concern, there are a lot of other human rights uh, issues in Egypt that also need attention. And um, I would hope that the U.S. government would also uh, be working hard on those issues as well. 
You've been listening to Amy Hawthorne, the Deputy Director for Research at the Project on Middle East Democracy. We'll be right back. It's hard to imagine just how extensive the human rights violations are if the government is taking these extreme measures in a public sphere to lock up journalists and doctors amid a pandemic that every country around the world is dealing with in some capacity. I think it would make a lot more sense to the average listener, the average viewer when they're watching or listening to this story develop if it was an issue that only affected Egypt. But coronavirus is an issue that affects the entire world. So I guess I want to dig in a little bit and try to understand why the regime cares so much about this particular issue. The Egyptian regime is particularly sensitive, it appears, to criticism about its handling of the pandemic and criticism more broadly, I should say, because it really wants to project a positive and strong uh, image before the world in order to attract tourism and foreign investment and business development and generally to preserve a strong uh, strong world image, which President Sisi believes is an important part of Egypt's power. The problem is, is that we live in an interconnected world, and even in this very, very, very repressive Egyptian environment under the Sisi regime, we still see that there are Egyptians who are willing to speak out at great risk to themselves and their families. They speak out online, they write articles, they uh, talk to their friends, and this information... Uh, beyond Egypt's borders, and the world learns of these violations. So it seems that no matter how hard the Sisi regime tries to crack down and suppress criticism, that we still learn about at least some of the real picture in Egypt, how bad the situation is. So Sisi's efforts, although they do have a chilling effect, in, in large part, efforts to clamp down, we still see that news of what's really happening inside Egypt reaches the outside world. And so this doesn't seem to be an effective strategy, in my view, on the part of of the Egyptian regime. Um, Arresting and detaining and imprisoning the very people who are badly needed to be on the front lines of this health crisis in a country that really wants to have uh, international tourism and foreign investment return to the country seems to me to be uh, not necessarily a winning strategy for the Egyptian government. It's certainly from a PR standpoint, it certainly from a a PR standpoint seems to be counterproductive. When you look at the people in Egypt, over the past decade, the Egyptian people have participated and gone through arguably some of the most significant geopolitical changes in the world. And I wanted to ask you about the pressure that a pandemic and the economic fallout that has followed not only in Egypt but around the world puts on the people and how that might affect the regime and the pressure they are facing internally from their citizens. Well, that's that's a great question, Trey. The uh, regime of Abdel Fattah Sisi in Egypt has really put a lot of emphasis on trying to strengthen and improve the economy. And, you know, in the past several years, and to a certain extent, on the macroeconomic level, the regime has made some progress on Egypt's uh, fiscal picture and on its, uh, its GDP annual growth prior to the pandemic. 
where the regime has still fallen short, like many previous Egyptian regimes, is in really improving the living standards and daily lives of the vast majority of, its, of Egyptians. And indeed, even before the pandemic, as a result of these economic reforms that the government was pursuing, more Egyptians actually fell into poverty. So what we have is a country that is very fragile economically in, in the real economy, the lived economy, not the, the macroeconomic statistics, but the real lives of people. And a lot of Egyptians really have been struggling economically before the pandemic. So then the pandemic hits, and it's been a very, very tough blow for a lot of people. There's a report out uh, yesterday in Bloomberg News that reported on a survey that the Egyptian government itself conducted that found that more than a quarter of employed Egyptians lost their jobs between the end of February and May. And it also points to a number of other economic hardships that Egyptians are suffering. So the daily lives of people uh, is difficult. A lot of people are having trouble making ends meet. And for an economy that does depend in large part on uh, strong, robust international tourism, and with, of course, tourists not traveling anywhere near the levels that they had in the previous year to Egypt, this puts even further pressure on ordinary Egyptians. So it's, it's a really, it's a really, really hard time for a lot of Egyptians, I believe. I always appreciate your analysis on these topics because you're able to provide this civilian lens that oftentimes when we're talking about larger political or state issues, we're focused on the politics and the leaders. But you're right, the reality is the average Egyptian is suffering often in a way that it's difficult to understand when you're simply looking at the government. Amy Hawthorne, the Deputy Director for Research at the Project on Middle East Democracy. Amy, thank you again for your time. Thank you so much for having me, Trey. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.